Hey, man, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and this is episode 20 of the Bedatitudes podcast. And we're starting a new Bedatitude today. We're talking about blessed are the dads who are peacemakers. As we do with all of the Bedatitudes, we kind of break them up into three parts. The first part is our relationship with our Heavenly Father and our and kind of understanding what our sonship means in light of that particular Bedatitude. Secondly, we talk about our relationship with our wife, and then finally, our relationship with our kids. So as we start this Bedatitude, Blessed are the Dads who are Peacemakers, we want to talk, first of all, about how this Bedatitude orders our relationship with our Heavenly Father. <clears throat> Before we get into that, uh, and I apologize, my throat's a little rough, I've been sick the last couple of weeks, um, I want to talk about what peace actually is. Uh, because there's a lot of misunderstanding and confusion between peace and another desirable quality, uh, which is quiet. And we often hear, you know, or even say ourselves, I just want some peace and quiet. And we often think they're the same thing, but they actually refer to somewhat different things. So quiet has to do with the absence of conflict or troubles. It's a good thing. Who doesn't want that? But that's different from peace. Peace is, as St. Augustine said, the tranquility that results from right order. So peace comes from having things in order, which takes some work. Right, And that's why we ask for both peace and quiet. Quiet because we want deliverance from the conflict and from the troubles, but peace because we want the courage to do the work that we need to set things to rights and to have good order in our homes and in our lives. Now, let's talk about, you know, what does it mean, you know, to have that right order in our lives? Um, you know, St. Augustine, again, said that what good is it for there to be peace in the world, but for man to be at war with himself. Sorry, I'm just opening the book here a little bit. Um, what are those things that cause us to be at war with ourselves? Well, there are lots of different things, right? But for the purposes of our conversation, I think the number one thing that men can struggle with uh, that, that prevents us from being at peace with ourselves and, and being in a healthy relationship with our Heavenly Father is that we see ourselves as human doings instead of human beings. And we end up focusing so much on our work and on doing and accomplishing and being that we forget that we were created for love and for connection and for relationship. Um, but first Peter three, seven tells us that we need to prioritize our marriage and family life quote, so that our prayers may not be hindered. Now, what a weird thing to say. Why? It's, it's almost like God is punishing us somehow. For He's not going to answer our prayers unless we get our marriage and family life right. That's not what he's doing at all. Think about this. Okay? As, as a good dad, you know, as good dads, we can't give our kids things they're going to hurt themselves with. You, know, you can't put your kid behind the wheel of a car if they haven't had driving lessons and don't know how to handle it. And we can't give our kids responsibilities that, they, that they're going to hurt themselves with. We can't put them in positions where they can't handle themselves well. Right? A lot of the prayers that we have have to do with, oh, Lord, please let this situation work out. Please help me get that promotion or handle that project or you know, do this thing. And there's nothing wrong with those prayers. Those are perfectly good prayers. The problem is God can't give us more things to do or more successes to hold on to or manage if we're not prioritizing what should be coming first, right? Because, then, because that's what's causing us to be at war with ourselves. We can't balance work and life, and we're asking God for more work or more accomplishment or more things to do. He can't give us those things if our life isn't in order. 
we can only handle those responsibilities if we have good priorities and good balance to begin with. So our Heavenly Father, and the same thing true, honestly, with our relationship with our Heavenly Father, because He wants us to know that we were created for love first, that He wants to pour His love into our hearts so that we can feel that sonship and really rejoice in that relationship that we have with God, and then give that love to our wife and to our kids. But if we're so busy doing, then we can't experience that love in the first place, much less have the time to share it well. And that's why our prayers are hindered when our marriage and family life isn't in right priority in our hearts. Um, and, and, you know, there's uh, Thomas Zaz, the psychiatrist uh, in the 1950s and 60s, had a quote. Um, he said, quote, how men hate waiting while their wives shop for clothes and trinkets. And while women hate waiting, often for much of their lives, while their husbands shop for fame and glory. Now, okay, a little bit sexist, sure. And there are a lot of women today who find the same temptation, working women today who find that same temptation. But, but the point still remains. You know, the fact is we are so busy shopping for fame and glory that we forget who we are. We forget that we are sons, beloved sons of God, and that we were created not to just do and do and do and do until we die. We were created to be loved by God and to revel in that love and then share that love with our wife and with our children. And when we do that, that is what enables us to have right order so that we can then go out and do the things that God has called us to do or that our hearts are calling us to do. And we can do those things well, and God can bless those things because we're not forgetting the people that he, cre he, he created us to serve. And we're not forgetting our own dignity as beloved sons of God who exist to be loved by God and to share that love with others. So creating that right order in our homes means making sure that we are prioritizing our marriage and family life first. Now you hear that, but what does that mean? Um, so it's helpful, you know, cause we all think, oh yeah, well, of course my marriage and my family are the most important things to me. That's an emotional statement. You know, my marriage and family are, are the most important things to me in my heart, but that doesn't necessarily get communicated in my actions. So God is calling me to do things, to have that right order, to be that peacemaker, right? That, um, creates space for my marriage and family life to function well. Well, how do I do that? Um, in the book, I, I talk about how relationships are like cars. Um, cars get certain miles per gallon, right? So, you know, if you get a car that, that, that takes a certain amount of gas, you could get frustrated about that, but you still got to put that gas in the car. Otherwise, what happens? Well, it's going to stop moving and you're not going to get anywhere. And no matter how much you complain about it, it still gets that same level of miles per gallon. And you have to reckon with it. That's the car you bought. Well, the same thing is true about our relationships. Every relationship gets a certain amount of time per gallon, if you will, um, or, or, or miles per time, if you prefer. The idea being that, that relationships run on time. And there are some relationships that take more time. There are other relationships that take a little less time, but all relationships take some time and you got to give it what it needs. Otherwise it's going to break down. And I, and I talk to guys about this in counseling all the time. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know how much she needs so much time from you. The kids want so much time from me. How, how much time do I have to give to this thing? 
Well, I mean, that's what happens when we have that attitude that we are human doings. You know, I was made for the things and I've got to go shop for my fame and glory and, and I've got to do the things. And that's why our prayers are hindered because our life is out of order and we're focused on the things instead of being that loving witness of God's sacrificial love in my own life and in my relationship with my wife and my kids. But let's come around back to the question of how do we know how much time our relationships actually take? Well, I give an exercise actually in my book, God Help Me, This Stress is Driving Me Crazy, Finding Balance Through God's Grace. Uh, and I, I do a shortened version of it in the Bedatitudes book. It's basically a priorities exercise. And what you want to do is ask yourself uh, to find a good week in your family life. When did you get along a little bit better than you normally do? Um, sometimes people will say, well, gosh, we never get along. Okay, so when were things a little less awful than they usually are? The point is you're looking for differences that make the difference. Okay, so on a day that went better in some way, either because it was actually better or just less awful, uh, how much time in that week did you spend as a family? And what did you do together? Now, the initial temptation for everybody is to look for a vacation week and say, oh, because we got along great on vacation. But of course, you can't live on vacation, right? So try to think of a normal week where just for whatever reason, say in the last couple of months, you had a normal week where things went a little bit better. You just got along better. You felt you, everybody felt connected more than they usually do. If you can't think of a week, then pick a day, you know, a weekday, a regular like work day where and school day where you know, somehow you just managed to get along better. What was different about that day? Did you manage to have a family meal that day? Did you get a little bit, a little bit of prayer time in together as a family? Did you actually, you know, play a hand of Uno or shoot some hoops or take a walk around the neighborhood and walk in the dog and be in a family? You know, what, what, what enabled you to feel more connected that day? How much time did you actually give to your relationships? Um, if you can do a week, all so much the better, but if you can just do a day, that's okay too. identify how much time you gave to your family that day or that week where things went a little bit better than usual. That is your family's minimum daily requirement for time or your minimum weekly requirement for time. Most families on average require at least 10 to 15 hours a week, bare minimum to function. Well, um, some families require a whole lot more. Um, but whatever it is, it is what it is. And you have to kind of reckon with the fact that, look, I bought this car. I got to put gas in it when it needs gas. In other words, I, I chose this, this marriage. I chose to have these children. They require what they require from me in terms of time. And I, and to be a peacemaker, I have to facilitate the right order of giving this marriage and family life, the time it needs to thrive, the time it needs to run well. Otherwise it's going to break down. I'm not going to get anywhere. So you ask yourself, you know, when you had a better day or a better week, how much time did you actually connect as a family? What did you do with that time? That is the amount of time you need to prioritize on your schedule for your family every day or every week. That's the amount of time you need, and that's what you ultimately need to be protecting if you want to be a peacemaker in your home, someone who facilitates the, the tranquility that results from the right order of you giving your marriage and family life the time that it needs and you remembering yourself that you are not a human doing. You are a beloved son of God who needs to remind your wife and children that they are beloved children of God too. And that we find ourselves not in what we accomplish in the day, 
but in how well we receive and share the love that comes from God's own heart. So when we identify that time and we, you know, start to prioritize that, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge at first, and that's okay. You know, um, it doesn't necessarily, we can't necessarily make it all happen overnight that, wow, okay, I realize that I've got to get, you know, when we function well, we get at least two or three hours a day and then I don't know how to make that happen every day. That's okay. You can start to look in that direction and say, what do we need to do to start moving in that way? You can even facilitate a family conversation. Um, on Catholic home, we have a, a whole, in the downloadable section, we have a whole outline for how to do a, a productive family meeting. Uh, and actually we've got a lot of great feedback from this, from our members that talk about how it really helped them clarify what a family meeting should look like. And it got the kids to participate and it was a lot more productive conversation than they, than they were able to have on their own. So if, you know, if you're part of Catholic home, download it. If you're not part of Catholic home, join and then download it. Um, but in that family meeting, say, look guys, you know what? I noticed that we tend to get along best when we get this amount of time every day and go through some examples. You know, or recall everybody's week, you know, say we, we got along really well, you know, that week, a couple of weeks ago. And I was always thinking about it and praying about it. I realized that that's because we gave each other the time that we need. And it seems like we need this amount of time every day. I'd like us all to start working toward what that would look like. You know, if we can't do it this semester with all the sports or activities or whatever, let's look at next semester. Let's start talking about what that would look like. What would we need to change in order to protect our relationships and take care of each other and be there for each other? Make it a longer conversation and bring the whole family in on it. The, the important point, though, is really looking at how you can be that peacemaker in your home by being that facilitator of the time your marriage and family life needs to function so that you can, first of all, remember that you are not a human doing, but a beloved son of God who finds his identity in being loved by God and sharing that love with your wife and with your kids. And the more you're able to do that, the more you can be that peacemaker and know who you really are in God's eyes and have your prayers not be hindered because you are a man who is facilitating that right order that enables everyone in your home to remember who you really are as a son of God. That's all the time I got for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you are part of the Catholic Home community, I'd love for you to share your insights or your questions in the Home Builders Forum. If you're not a member of the Catholic Home community, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Sign up today. Go to catholichom.com. We'd love to have you as part of that community. Lots of great guys there and figuring out how to be the dads God, God is calling them to be. So join us at catholichom.com. God bless and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beat Attitudes. <laughs>